I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode 159, Tiger King, a McLuhan-esque perspective. One of my favorite of Marshall McLuhan's many, many observations, and this goes back to Understanding Media, his 1964 path-breaking book, was that, quote, the content of a medium is like a juicy piece of meat carried by the burglar to distract the watchdog of the mind. Now, the content of Tiger King, which I finally got around to watching, binging, just last night, in that runaway global documentary hit on Netflix... The main content are the tigers and other animals in Joe Exotic's Oklahoma Zoo. They're thrown pieces of meat, juicy and otherwise. Some is expired meat from supermarkets. But the deeper story underlying the meat is Joe Exotic's unquestionable thirst for fame, relentlessly pursued through social media. And in the irony of ironies, Joe eventually obtained that fame along with a prison sentence of 22 years for attempted homicide of an animal activist and for Joe's mistreatment of animals. My late editor at Tor Books, David Hartwell, once told me never to kill a pet cat or dog in my science fiction novels. Some readers will never forgive you, he said to me. I didn't heed his advice in one of my novels, and guess what? Its sales indeed were markedly off. Now, I have no idea what Joe Exotic actually did and didn't do to his animals. I wasn't there. But I was impressed near the end of the docuseries to hear someone remark that mistreatment of animals, including killing tigers, was likely to be far more effective in turning the jury against him than his planned murder of animal rights activist Carol Baskin in Florida. One of his ultimately not-so-loyal staff, Kelsey Safari, told Joe McHale in the Postscript interview in the docuseries that the thing that got him most angry at Joe was taking in an old horse from a grieving owner and chopping it up for meat to feed the tigers after assuring the owner that he, Joe, would take good care of the horse. The things he did to the animals apparently really did happen, though we mostly only know this through the words of Joe's staff. In contrast, his threats against Carol Baskin were not only later reported by his workers and associates, but they were conveyed to the world via videos that Joe relished making and posting, in which he shot and otherwise assaulted dummies of Baskin. Since Joe's feud with Baskin fueled his pursuit of fame, he at very least had to have had some misgivings about getting her permanently out of the picture. He fancied himself a country singer and posted music videos with someone else's voice overdubbed. 
He ran for president in 2016 and governor of Oklahoma in 2018 and obviously lost both times. But if you think about wrestler Jesse Ventura's successful run for governor of Minnesota in 1999, or Minnesota as they pronounce it there, Joe's run in Oklahoma wasn't so crazy. The only thing Ventura really had over Joe was more fame to begin with. Now, Ventura was mayor of a medium-sized city in Minnesota, but without the pro-wrestling fame, that mayor position would likely not have been enough to propel Ventura into the governorship. By the way, Ventura interviewed me on his short-lived show on MSNBC. He did that show for, I don't know, about half a year after he was no longer governor. And I'll post a link to that interview on the Light on Light Through page for this episode. So you can enjoy that interview. Now, getting back to Joe Exotic. He's now in prison. He has a lot more fame than Ventura had in 1999. Can someone from prison run for governor? I don't know. That's up to state law. Let's say Joe's released. Pardon. Well, that depends again on the state law in Oklahoma as to whether or not he could then run for governor. But there is nothing in the U.S. Constitution that would prevent Joe Exotic from running again for president as he did in 2016. Given what we've had in the White House the past four years, stay tuned. Fame is a fungible commodity that can easily be transferred from anything to politics. So nothing would surprise me. The Light on Light Through podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed this McLuhan-esque review of Tiger King. Happy Thanksgiving to all of my listeners here in America. Happy Thursday or Friday or whatever day it is around the rest of the world. I'll be back here soon with another episode of Light On, Light Through. In the meantime, enjoy. Athens, 2042 A.D. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left, again, into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. Paul Levinson, Silk Code, about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries. 